Oh, here we go. All right. This is super cool. Um, this young lady, I mean, if there was ever a country breakout sensation, just oh. itching to bust through walls and take over the genre, it is she. Uh, wow. Welcome to Bull in the Basement, Claudia Hoiser. Great to have you on. We share someone in common. That would be Tony Gross. We sure do. My family and he uh, have known each other for a very, very long time. We share the same alma mater. And he, of course, as I'm sure you know, worked for a very long time with my brother, John, uh, musically. Yes. And now uh, he is riding your coattails. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, don't get, don't get ahead of yourself there. He has uh, definitely carved a crazy path that I'm just trying to walk down. So it's been amazing. And somehow I ended up running into your brother at one of our shows in New York city a few years back. So he might've even beat us to this meeting here, but right on, right on. it's crazy. Small circles and it no uh, seems like pretty great ones to be in. So thank you 100%. for having me on. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh, ClaudiaHoiser.com, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, so this little bull in the basement thing that I'm doing, I'm clearly in my basement, um, is pretty new. Like you had at one point 120 million streams, right? Which is nuts. I have 12 yeah. streams. So okay, I'm, I'm we're gonna, gonna work on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you to share this when we're done to just help me give me a little nudge, right? Into of this course. game. That would be we'll awesome. give you the biggest nudge I can. I'll have Hoiser Country help us out here. Sweet. Uh, perfect. Hoiser Country Monday, fired up live with Claudia Hoiser, and Saturday night she's in Western New York at the Seneca Niagara Casino with Miranda Lambert. And I gotta tell you, listen. Tony will tell you, I'm, I'm more of a sports guy than I'm a, well, I've, I've done a lot of music in my radio career, but primarily like classic rock and alt rock, right? Uh, I've never mm -hmm. been a huge country guy, but I've been more of a sports guy too. And if you were an athlete, I would call you a five tool athlete because you can do Ooh. pretty much everything. Um, you are incredibly talented in terms of singing, songwriting, and, and, and musically. Uh, obviously, you're adorable. You're marketable. Uh, and I think more importantly, and, and we've never met until today, but of everything I've seen and heard about you, you're remarkably humble, which is a remarkable Aww. trait to, to have. Thank you. And, and you showcase it really well. Where, where do you get that from? Thank you so much. I guess... The humbleness. Well, I do. I just can't believe that I'm getting a chance to actually do this. So every day I wake up like honestly thankful and grateful. And I feel like I'm just like living in a daydream. And I'm so afraid that some, at some point I'm going to have to wake up and snap out of it, but then just things like this and this weekend keep happening. And I'm just like trying to ride the wave and work as hard as possible to keep these things, you know, like to keep them coming up and keep walking into these opportunities. Um, so I'm really just like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, excited, and honored that I'm getting these opportunities. So I think that that's just something that is uh, carried in my heart every day, and it's hard to hide. <laughs> uh, you uh, grew up in Fairport. Now, I have a history with Fairport. I actually lived in Fairport for about a year and a half when I was in high school. Um, nice. I did not go to Fairport. I went to McQuaid. I had to walk a mile and a half to get the, the bus at Fairport High School to oh, go to McQuaid. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, but I, I remember that. All the McQuaid boys would gather in the front of school <laughs> in high school. We'd and always we, be walking by, getting sips from the water fountain, like, yeah. oh, McQuaid boys are here. <laughs> and we we would be looking at you because we don't have you to look at when we go to school. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Hogan Road, I lived in Hogan Road. Clausen's, is that even there anymore? Do you, is that a oh, thing? Do you remember Clausen's? Yes. Okay. Yes. And do you uh, remember the breakfast pizza at Clausen's. 
I I think I'm so much older than you that breakfast pizza That's wasn't even a thing. Oh, oh my gosh. It's like the only place you can actually get a yeah. respectable piece of breakfast pizza. It's amazing. And yes, Clausen's is still thriving. Good to know. Good to know. Um, mm-hmm. So Miranda Lambert this weekend, have you met her before? I have not only in my dreams, literally. Um, I'm so excited about this. And we just found out we're going to be opening for Brantley Gilbert the day before. So this weekend is truly a dream come true. And no, I haven't met either of them and I'm excited and hoping that I get to, and I don't know what I'm going to say to them yet, but it's probably going to be something like, like we're talking now. Yeah. You just answered my next question. So that's fine. You'll think of something. I'm sure. Um, How does a Western New Yorker become so engrossed by country music? It's still weird to me walking around Western New York, seeing guys wear cowboy hats. It's just that it's just it's it's, for some reason, I just it doesn't belong. But yet with country music as huge as it's ever been, it does. Mm -hmm. So how did you I mean, were your parents into country music? Were they musicians? Um, What what was it that, that got you into country music? Yeah, actually, my family's very musical. I grew up all around it. My uncle's a big time musician. My dad would be in a crazy rock band uh, if he could. And um, so I grew up with music spirit in my family and my grandparents always had country music on. And it really was to kind of torture my sister and I because we'd be like, oh, turn off the twangy banjo music, Poppy, my God, please. And it was kind of our big family inside joke that we'd be like, turn off the twangy banjo music. But obviously this left a huge mark. And when I first started out, to be honest, it was pretty singer songwriter because I was afraid to like actually throw on the cowboy boots and call myself a country artist from Western New York. And it ended up being our very first single. It came out, it was raw, a mixed, um, unmastered demo that ended up in the hands of a country radio station around here. And they threw it on air and it started actually picking up traction. People were calling in about the song. It spread to other radio stations, about 30 other stations started playing it. And it ended up on the music row country breakout charts. And I was like, wow, this, this whole country music thing is like what I hoped would happen. It's where I feel that my songwriting falls into. It's like all, all storytelling. It's about home and family and roots. And that's where I feel like my music fits in. And it just so happens to be that country genre that kind of welcomed us in with open arms. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, You mentioned that you are going to play with some big names this week, and you've already played with a lot of big names and my vibe and this is just a guess on my part, but I think I feel educated when I say this is that even the, the really established, you know, stars of country music, they don't really big time the people that are coming up the ladder like they once did. Am I right? Uh, what do you mean by that? What is that? In, in other words, in other words, in your experience, have those people that you've encountered that have become established, you know, country music performers, um, they, they've given you the time of day, they've accepted you, they've kind of they maybe given you pieces of advice that maybe you've taken with you to this point? No. Yeah, I feel like we've had a really good response and reaction. And sometimes, you know, we don't really get a chance to cross 
cross paths. Like, um, I opened up for chase rice and Carly Pierce and that was a crazy show. They were like backstage on their bus doing the thing. So I think, uh, Tony and chase got to say a few words and everything, but that one, we were just running around like crazy, but then there's been other times where I got to sit backstage with Cassidy Pope or Lori Morgan and Pam Tillis and like, just actually kind of have a, a real chat about what we're doing and where we're going and what's next. And, um, it's been amazing to get to connect with some of these people that I've considered idols in my life. And now I'm just trying to kind of follow in their footsteps a little bit. And yeah, they've been, they've been really great. So in those conversations or from them, because I know when I've sat down with people in my world that I might've idolized half the time when you're in those situations, you don't even know you're in those situations. You know what I mean? Like you, it's, everything's a blur. Uh, and right. then you think back on those occasions, you're trying to think, what happened in that conversation? What, what did we talk? I don't even remember because it was so exciting and I was so crazy about the opportunity to meet these people. So what, if you did remember some of those conversations, what were some of those takeaways from those conversations that you might've been able to kind of attach to you and what you're embarking on? Well, Okay. The Cassidy Pope conversation was really memorable because I remember asking her a million questions about her in-ears, her in-ear monitors, because I'm like, I was just getting to that stage where we were going to look into them. And I was hoping someday I would like get big enough to have in-ear monitors. It was like such a big deal for me. Just, you always see them on TV and see them, you know, at the real concerts, everybody's got them in. And she had like pulled hers out right in front of me or whatever. So I remember asking her like, what brand did you go with? And she told me everything about them. She told me about learning how to use them. She recommended the actual brand we ended up going with. And that was just really cool. Cause I felt like she, she gave me some good lessons. Like she had been through a whole bunch of other brands that didn't work for her. So I felt like that helped like with a little shortcut for me about that monitor situation on stage. And then during that show, um, sister Hazel, they were there too. They were like playing with Cassidy Pope. And one of those guys actually took my phone and put, um, an album title in my phone, in the notes. And he was like, you need to listen to this. I heard your voice. You need to listen to this song. It was, um, it was Patty Griffin, Patty Griffin. So do you remember that it's let her fly? Let her fly. She was, and he was right. He was spot on. When I listened to the song, I'm like, that is so good. And I'm so glad sister Hazel put that note in my phone, but it's just little things like that, that you never see coming. And, um, yeah, I definitely remember a lot of the conversations because it's almost like one of those moments in your brain where everything else is blurred out and their face is just crystal clear. And you're like, okay, what are they going to tell me? Um, talking to Pam Tillis was a lot like that. She was kind of like words of wisdom asking me a million questions, let him fly. Patty Griffin. Yeah. That was the song. You got to check that one out. It's we'll really do. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Pam Tillis and I, we kind of like made a really nice connection and she, she got to talking with Tony backstage. And then I ended up having her on my little talk show I've been doing. I've been hosting a Facebook show called fired up live. And she came on and did a whole episode and played a couple songs and we've been able to stay in touch. So we've, we've definitely created some really amazing relationships from these shows. Do, does, do, do is it in your head yet? that you were like this close to being like massive. I mean, do you, like, what, no. no, I mean, I, this goes back to you, your humility, which I have mentioned, I appreciate more than, you know, um, but man, I mean, 
you listen to the to your debut record, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but start to finish, it is absolutely killer. Oh, and thank you. I, I can't. <laughs> when we talk about records with people, you know, a lot of times the the artists are will ask, "Hey, what's your favorite song from it?" And I couldn't really pick, like my favorite one. If I had to pick one, this might be weird, but I like the Outlaw. To be honest with yeah. you, um, okay, that's been a lot of people's favorites, actually. Okay. Yeah, which I'm loving. Line, but like, I'm a I was always kind of a percussion drum guy, and it's got that sort of um, almost like um, I don't even know the word to describe it. But anyway, we'll listen to it, folks, uh, on the record, <laughs> and and figure out which one you like the best. But um, red lights turning green. What's the message behind the album title? How'd you come up with it? Red lights turning green. I knew that I wanted this to be the title of the album for a long time. Like I came to my co-writer with this song back in, God, I don't know what it was, 2016, 2017. And I was like, Tony, I think I really did this. I think I have this song totally good. I wrote it when I was away at school. I'm like, we don't even have to touch it. We just need to like record it. And I played it for him and I showed it to him and I played him like my little voice memos from my phone. And he's like, yeah, you're really onto something there, but it doesn't have a chorus yet. And I'm like, it doesn't have a chorus yet. What? What are you talking about? It's right here. Here's the words. Here's the part. I'll sing it over for you just so you really get it. And he's like, no, 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 no. We, we need to like work on that and make the chorus blossom a little bit more. And if I had been like too stubborn or like didn't want to change it or whatever, we never would have had the title track for this album because we hadn't said red lights turning green yet. And that like changed the entire song and made it so much more meaningful. And it's about just moving forward and putting the hard stuff behind you and following your dreams. And it's like the whole glass half full type of message that I feel like I want to convey all the time. I feel like this song just really sums it up, even though it sounds kind of moody and, and heartfelt and maybe even a little sad at times. Um, I think this song just wraps that whole thing up and putting this record out. That's really what it was for me. Like this red lights turning green. I'm getting a chance to actually make music and put it out there for everybody to hear. And so that's what it kind of is for me, but I'm hoping that people can put themselves into this song and make it about anything that's going yeah. on in their life. It's very interesting. You say that I remember an interview with the band Everclear years ago. And I asked them virtually the same question and they said, you figure it out. You make it whatever you want it to be. I'm like, right. At the time, I'm like, that's the worst answer ever. I've ever heard to that question. <laughs> what do you mean me figure it out? Like, what was the meaning behind it? Tell me. He's like, nope, I want that to be your song, uh, yeah. which eventually, yeah. After reading the lyrics and listening back to it, I determined my own meaning for it, which sounds like you're asking people to do. With, with that particular song uh, of its own. So the album, by the way, my favorite part of it, I mean, the music's terrific. No offense, Tony. Um, I know you're listening and watching. The music, oh, yeah, he's right over here. <laughs> the music is terrific, but I love your harmonies. Your harmonies are oh, phenomenal. Thank you. Love this is harmonies. like one of the most fun parts for me. Once we've done the hard part, we figured out the hooks and, and the little catchy parts and, the lyrics and everything, then we can just kind of sit down. And that's one of the most creative parts for me. Cause we can just sit there and we've had the luxury because Tony has opened up the studios here to me, GFI studios. 
we took all the time in the world to just create what would be so artistic and creative. And we took that time to do it and find the magic. And sometimes it just happened like randomly, but let's say a song like wicked, we knew we had the song, but it wasn't like magical yet. And it took stripping it down and redoing it and changing the harmonies and adding more harmonies. And then realizing that we had so many harmonies, you couldn't even tell what I was saying. So we had to take those out. And it just eventually came together. And that's something that not a lot of people get the time to do. And that's another reason why I realize I'm so lucky that we had this time and could fix this album up the best way we could before we really launched it. Um, I know and this is really super amazingly cool for me because you are the first musician to be joining us on Bull in the Basement. And additionally, you will be the first person to perform a song for us. Yeah. And I know you have guitar in hand. And uh, what are we going to hear? You know, I was thinking, would it be all right if I did a little of uh, Red Lights Turning Green for you? Of course. 100%. How could I not have you do that song after talking about it at length, right? So you've described it. Yes. And now people can hear it. In this unique acoustic setting. This is super cool from GFI Studios in, in Webster, right? Yes, we're in Ontario, New York. Ontario, actually. New York, just east of Webster, right? And uh, here we go. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm so excited that I'm the first musician to be uh, on the show here in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Red- I'm just going to tune up real quick, sure. make sure I don't have anything scary happening for you. Oh, good. There. Claudia's uh, Saturday night, Miranda Lambert, Seneca Niagara Casino. If you're going to be at that show, you're going to see her and don't miss her. Don't get there late. Whatever you do, get there early. She is worth your time and the price of admission for sure. Uh, It is the title track from the debut full length, Red Lights Turning Green. Everyone, Claudia Heuser. That's turning green 
was going to applaud hold on. hold on i can't hear you yet i know i know <laughs> okay i know there I you go there you have it i Red was going turning green. to applaud but i will raise my glass <laughs> thank you so so much I, I gotta tell you um the one thing that i love more than anything about mm -hmm. live music is when i see performers that enjoy what they do and Aww. throughout that song, you were smiling. Uh, yeah. And that tells me you're really enjoying what you're doing. I've been to way too many concerts where the, the performers look like they're just seriously going through the motions and they're doing it to collect a paycheck. When the performer is smiling and enjoying and interacting, whether it's through their eyes or through their mouths uh, with the crowd, for me, that makes the most enjoyable concert. So this one-on-one -on -one concert you just gave me, thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm so, so glad. And so awesome. I'm glad it came across that I'm happy singing that song because I really am. We've been 
we've been waiting to perform that one for everybody for a long time. And so now that everyone can go out and listen to the record version of it, and then also strip it down and hear the acoustic way that it started. It's just, it's really cool for me. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Oh, well, of course. Thank you for, for, for performing. Uh, Claudia Hoiser tomorrow night, or Saturday night rather, Miranda Lambert, Seneca Niagara Casino here in Western New York. This is Bull in the Basement. So cool to have her on. She's a Western New Yorker that is on the cusp like right, like she's already great, but there's going to be greatness globally before you even know it. So if you're going to the show, get there early and check it out. I'm not done with you, by the way. I got a couple of more okay. questions. Just I'm so still you know. here. I know. Ask away. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what would you be doing if you weren't uh, an aspiring country music star? Man, <laughs> I really can't imagine anything else at this point. <laughs> um, I would, my gosh, you know, I did go to college. And I went for communication and just towards the end of school, I was starting to put two and two together. Like my teachers kept yelling at me, like, what do you like to do? And I'm like, well, I love music and I love to write songs and I love to perform. And well, they're like, well, why don't you do something with music for your job? And I just, I had always separated the two. Like you can either go to work and have your big girl job or you can like have fun and play music. So I never bridged them together. And that's what it took meeting my manager and now producer and co-writer, Tony Gross. Like he was like, we could start to turn this into a career. And so it just kind of led into this, but I think I would have been doing something in music no matter what. Yeah. And I probably would have been drinking a whole lot of coffee because that's <laughs> something, even when I'm not singing, I'm doing anyways. <laughs> Great selfless plug. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm going to I'm going to return to in a moment. I, it's written down and I have a bag of your coffee that I'm going to. You do? I do. You have and a bag you, of it? You, you signed it. I, I got it. I got it. Tony got it to me and I still Perfect. have it. I've not tried the coffee yet because I refuse to because this it's going to be. Yes, because it's going to be a collector's about? item. It absolutely <laughs> is. Um, so, okay, fine. My QVC ad, my QVC ad. Yeah. Um, I fine, just have to give a little it. shout out here to tops because yes. I know that people listening to your podcast are definitely around a tops and For sure. they've been a huge support of, of my coffee and my music career so far. So if you do want to try out the coffee, go hit up tops and find it. Oh my gosh. Tony's bringing in all the advertisement merchandise right now because <laughs> <laughs> there's more. Do you know what we turned this into? I have no idea. Okay. So I thought this was going to be like a t-shirt for the merch item for the merch table. And then sure. it became people's favorite coffee. So we had to keep making it, which is fantastic. And then a couple of years later, we had some fans reach out from Idaho who had been listening to the music since that first single leaked out and drinking the coffee since this came out. And they're like, we have a distillery here in Idaho. And we were wondering if we could turn your coffee into something. So it started as a moonshine, which I've got to say was terrible. We worked on the recipe for two years and now it's a coffee whiskey. Oh, delicious. <laughs> and this is all over Buffalo and Rochester right? too. Yeah. So you got to go check this out, you guys. <laughs> I, I, and, and it's called Boiser Country Drunken Bean. Okay. And by the way, the, the R&D for that must have been a terrible job. Whoever, <laughs> whoever had to do that, that must have been horrific. Oh yeah. It Gosh. was really, it was mm. awful. Terrible, mm -hmm. terrible. Mm -hmm. Cause I know you did the R and D for the coffee. Cause I know you're a coffee junkie. You're, you're oh, beyond yeah. the, beyond an addict, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't look <laughs> at it that way, 
I look at it as like a positive additive to my life that helps me become more creative. It and, is all natural and bubbly right? throughout That's the day. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, we definitely were total coffee snobs about the coffee because once I realized at first, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. We get to design the bag and my face is going to be on it. And then I'm like, oh, my God my face is going to be on it. Like this cannot just be your average cup of diner coffee. This needs to be like really good coffee. So it is, I promise. It's like a little chocolatey. It's rich. It's so good. And, um, I could go on about it for all day, but it's same with the whiskey. At first I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so, so strong. It tastes like moonshine. I can't sip on this and then sing a song. So we had some serious problems and, uh, the guys we're working with out there were so cool about just kind of catering to what we wanted. And now it's like, there's no burn at all. It's smooth, sweet coffee. Oh, whiskey. Delicious. Tastes delicious. like vanilla coffee. It's so good. Delicious. Yeah. That's all right, fantastic. So sales, uh, ads over, but you can go check that out in your local liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> or go to your website and that will tell you where to get it. I'm sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, Hoysercountry.com is the coffee and the whiskey. And then ClaudiaHoyser.com will get you to all my shows and all that good right. stuff. Um, our, and I believe this to be true only because my brother wrote, I don't know, he's written hundreds of songs and you have too. Songwriters, I think, are born, right? It's not something you just kind of, you know, you, you take a class at a community college and you're a songwriter, right? I mean, I know those exist, but I think songwriters are, people are born to do certain things. I believe songwriters are born to be songwriters. Would you agree? I do agree, but I will say that I think you can seriously improve. Like, I think songwriting was always part of me. Like I was literally scribbling in my notebooks at like the age of four when I was spelling things wrong. Like I've found old journals where I had little song, couple lines, song ideas. So I think that's always been part of me, but it wasn't until I really started working with my co-writer that we figured out our, our thing and, you know, what sounds awkward, what's going to flow off my tongue the best and you can figure out like what's the best way to write a song for you or for somebody else and there's a real craft to that real art to that and that's part of the biggest fun we have here in the studio is like figuring all that out i was gonna say i, is there, I love writing songs is there a day when you aren't pen to pad or index finger to phone in the notes section or without <laughs> yes. a guitar in your hand are there days when you're not writing or thinking about songs or music. Yes, yeah? absolutely. And that I've found um, sometimes you can try to force it. Like we've definitely sitting down and been like, okay, we need to just get a song out today. Like we haven't written in a while. We really, we have time today and you might not feel like it. And it's kind of awful to like jump in, but you can, you can come out with an amazing song when you feel like that. You just have to like really try sometimes. And then other times I'm not focused on it at all. And, you know, it's just not in the mood to write. Don't even feel like writing. And that'll be the day where I'm driving in the car and like, just I hum a line out and I'm like, oh my God, that's really good. And so I pull over, take a voice memo. <laughs> so I think sometimes giving yourself a break and not forcing it almost creates more, um, I don't know, it gets the juices flowing a little bit sometimes when you take breaks, but we've tried to stay in practice with it. We've written over 200 songs yeah. for this current album. And so uh, and we haven't written 
since the album came out, we've written a couple things here or there, but we're definitely itching to get back into it. Ooh, Actually, before say, we started this, I sat down and started. We were recording a little bit right before we we did this interview today. So, so it'll be called Bull Song or something. Yeah, like Bulls in the Basement <laughs> or something like that. That's pretty country. <laughs> right. Sure. 100 <laughs> percent. Um, So two two or a couple more questions. First of all, mm-hmm. to make it in country music, do you have to be in Nashville? I mean, are there outliers that have come from different parts of the country that have blown up? Or do you, because I know there's a bunch of people from Buffalo that have moved to Nashville in hopes of mm-hmm. being country music superstars. Um, they're not there yet. Um, so do, can can you do it from wherever? Or do you ultimately have to be in Nashville, do you think? I think you can do it from wherever, but that's not something... I originally thought like I, everyone's first question to me is when are you moving to Nashville or like, why aren't you in Nashville? And at first, when I first started getting those questions, I was like, oh yeah, okay. I need, I need to move to Nashville. But then when I started working with Tony and we just, we started writing and there's a studio here. And then we ended up getting some song placements in movies and TV and commercials. And then country radio got interested. I was like, wait a second maybe you can really kind of do this from anywhere. And then we just travel, you know, like if we need to go to Nashville, if we have a cool meeting or we're going to record with somebody awesome, we'll go there. But I don't think you have to be there. You just have to come up with some really good quality stuff that people are going to care about. So that's what, that's our goal is just to just keep cranking it out. And when we did finally visit Nashville for a couple of radio seminars, um, one of the first questions I got when I got there was, you know, when did you move here? And I said, well, I didn't, I'm from upstate New York. And that created so much conversation. Like they're like, Oh, well, what are you doing here? What, what are you visiting for? What's going on? What are you doing in New York? And it's almost given me more to talk about just being able to be myself and say where I'm from and tell everybody about home. And, um, yeah. So moral of the story, I really think you can do this from anywhere. If you have the heart for it. Oh, and you are, and you are, there's no doubt about it. What's your, uh, what's your guilty music pleasure, by the way? <laughs> I have a lot. I have a <laughs> lot of guilty music pleasures. I listen to all different types of things. My dad like raised me on pop punk rock. Um, my mom loves like eighties music and my sister's a crazy pop girl. So I get into a little bit of everything, but, um, I would say with country music, probably something like, oh my God, I don't even know. So like, like Metallica, like would you, would you go off in a Metallica binge? No, not no. so much Metallica, but I do have a cool Metallica tidbit. I've got, uh, the board we recorded the record on was done on the same board that Metallica recorded the Kill em All record. That's right. So that's pretty crazy. That but is really crazy. Yeah. I don't know. You could find me on some crazy, <laughs> like old school country binge, like yeah. Alabama and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's just funny to roll your windows down sometimes when you're listening to like the old school country music like right? that. Who's on your bucket list to perform with? Ooh, I do have a couple. Um, I would love to perform with, well, now that I can like actually say these crazy dreams out loud, because Miranda would have been number one, she's top of the bucket list. I'm going to have to create a new bucket list now after right. this weekend. Um, because I just love her so much. And I really thought that would be like the end game. So now that it's happening this weekend, I don't even know what to do, but I am a huge Chris Stapleton fan. Um, likewise I love to sing with him. Yeah. 
brothers Osborne, I think like their energy and just being on stage with them would be crazy. And then the other one, this is like going back to the harmony thing to just sit in on a song with little big town and have them just like choiring around you, I think would be one of the coolest things ever. So that that's, I guess, next stop. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Now the, the, the cool, and this is what I'll leave folks with. Um, the cool thing is that you are, performing in little rooms all around Rochester and Western New York on occasion. You're mm-hmm. also playing the big stages, right? So you're playing the big stage in, in, in Western New York, outside Buffalo, Niagara Falls at Seneca Niagara Casino with Miranda Lambert on Saturday. Um, what do you like better, the big stage or the little stage? I, I know they both bring two completely different experiences, right? To the per- person that's do. performing, right? They do. And I always say that I would miss the little stages if they weren't there because the big stage is such a different interaction. It's not as intimate. Um, you can't always see everybody's face, but there is that overwhelming energy that like everyone's just there to have a good time and to listen to music. And sometimes in the smaller rooms, um, you know, you've got people like hanging with their friends, drinking a beer, you know, somebody walks in and there's like some excitement in the corner and like, it's just different, but it feels more like you walk out of there with true fans. Like I know that they're going to come to the next show. And so I would definitely miss the smaller shows if they weren't around. But I think because I'm just getting to that stage where the, the stages are getting a little bigger, those are definitely the exciting ones for me right now. And then uh, lastly, how cool is it to watch people when you're performing sing along to your songs? Oh my gosh, that's something I don't think I'll ever get used to. It is crazy. And um, we did my first all original show back in 2016, I think it was. I'll never forget. We played 45 minutes, all original music. And one young girl that was in the audience that night, she like took a video on her phone of a song that um, wasn't released until this album just came out. And we continued to perform that around, you know, our little bars and, and restaurants and stuff here in Rochester for a few years. And I'll never forget when she came back out to another show, I hadn't really met them or become friends with these people at the time. She was singing along to every single word of one of my original songs. And I was like, how do you even know that song? We don't have it out on anything. There's no video. There's no recording of it. I couldn't believe it. And from that day on, it's like, I just felt like this crazy um, connection to people. So now like, I really notice, like if I start seeing people's lips moving, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the coolest thing ever. I bet. I bet. Well, listen, um, great luck with everything going forward. I'm going to go to Tops right when I'm done with this and I'm going to go buy some coffee that I can actually drink. So I don't have to, so I have to ruin my collectible personally signed to me, right? Open the bag. You can always just wrap it back up and keep it. People always say that, like you signed it. So I can't open the coffee. I'm like, would you just drink the coffee? I'll sign another (laughs) one for you. (laughs) That's true. I kind of do know your people. So um, that's true. If, if that's I had true. To. I think we could find you. I think right. we could find you another that's right. bag of coffee. That's right. Um, Hoysercountry.com, right? Hoysercountry.com will get you to the coffee and, and, the, and the spirits. And to me and the spirits. And yes. to you. But um, ClaudiaHoyser.com will get you to upcoming shows, which we're about to update the list pretty soon because we've been having some crazy little bubblings about some other things going on. So keep a close eye on ClaudiaHoyser.com. And then Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, yeah. you name it. 
All of it. Yeah. You're awesome. I'm glad we could do this. I took a lot of your time and I know you guys are preparing, I'm sure, really hard for both Friday and Saturday. By the way, for where's Friday's show for people? If Friday if, is at Tags in the Southern Tier. So Tags Summer Stage, um, that's going to be with Brantley Gilbert and right. Mitchell Tenpenny. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to go figure out what I'm wearing to these shows. And nice. <laughs> then you'll be seeing me. So we'll be posting lots of pictures and everything, but I hope some people can come out this weekend. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. If you're in Western New York, Seneca Niagara Casino with Miranda Lambert, Claudia Hoiser, you're the bomb. I'm a fan. We're, uh, we can't wait to do so this much. again. Thank All you. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks you for bet. having me. You bet. Bye.